Welcome to The View from the North Curve, a fairly regular podcast covering all things North Curve Celtic. I'm your host, Kev. I'm joined again by Tony and by Connor uh, here in the background. And we're also joined by Mac, who's came along for this, this episode uh, this time around. Just a big thanks to everybody for tuning in. Um, I hope you are all enjoying the wee sort of Green Brigade special that we're doing now. Uh, the last couple of episodes have been pretty well received. This time around, we've got Mac on, who's going to be speaking about the Ada Celtic project um, that was set up, and myself and Tony will be speaking about the group's kind of history, giving everybody a wee better sort of insight um, into the group's history with the Palestine stuff. Um, and the sport for the Palestine people. Um, so what we'll do is jump into a wee quick break again, as usual, and we'll come back uh, and I'll speak with Tony and Mark as well. Cheers. Talking about the the solidarity with Palestine, um, something that goes back to the very start of the group, and it well obviously kind of predates the group itself because you've got the connection between occupation in Ireland and the occupation in Palestine, and obviously as as growing up you're seeing the the murals in the wall. I think it was in yep. RPG Avenue with the yep. the PLO and the IRA kind of yep. the figures that's quite most people mm-hmm. kind of know kind of things like that kind of stuff. So that kind of got you slightly interested in it. But um, I can always kind of remember taking a Palestine flag kind of sporadically, maybe late 90s, early 2000s. Um, no saying why the only ones taking it. There was obviously other ones there, bits and bobs kind of thing, but it wasn't prominent yeah. or anything like that. But uh, I can definitely mind taking one 2002 Scottish Cup final against them. Um, they scored the last minute or that kind of thing. And the reason I can kind of mind that was because that was during the setting into Fada. So it was about that time that you were kind of at an age you were getting a wee bit more highly politicised and you were kind of getting into the ultra scene as well. So you're, you're getting into the two room at the one time. Aye. So it's kind of coming together kind of thing. So, and obviously at that time I know the internet was starting to become readily available. You know what I mean? So instead of getting your your news about what was happening in different places in the world for the BBC and stuff, you were getting these alternative viewpoints kind of thing. And it was also was making it easier for people to come together to demonstrate. So there was a lot of marches going on in Glasgow in different yeah. times during the second Intifada. So you were kind of seeing faces that were, you kind of saw at Celtic Games and different stuff like that. So you're kind of going like that yourself, fuck, it's not just me that's interested in that kind of thing. So anyway, you kind of cut a long story short, uh, setting in a father finished 2005 the group started in 2006 and by that time obviously there was a lot more people taking Palestine flags to the games because of the situation that was going on I have stuff so it was mere well known kind mm-hmm. of thing and uh, what we didn't mention when we were talking early doors on the previous podcast about one of the first groups political things was the International Brigades aye commemoration aye, aye. well what one of the boys says to me it reminded me that in July or something, or kind of mid-July, but before the group banner or that was made, 
how we went to a few home games before any group ballad yep. kind of started. Um, that fight racism, fight imperialism. They had a demonstration outside Celtic Park. Right. I mean, the, the group had started with them, but we weren't really set Aye. up properly, kind of thing. And I think it was today we some bylaw was getting introduced or trying to get past in Glasgow regarding different flags. We kind of taken back on that. That was during the time of the Lebanon Israeli War, 2006. Right. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of information on Palestine and different stuff like that at that time as well, as well as the situation yep. that was going on then. So everybody's kind of awareness it was heightened, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And But since then, I, the, we were talking about how the group was just kicking off then, so we weren't really doing anything too much. Mm-hmm. But the, the kind of first thing I can really remember regarding the Palestine thing that the group done sp- specifically, was two years later, you had the, the bombings at Gaza, mm-hmm. um, I can't even mind what, the Israelis called the Operation Castled. Castled was it? Yeah, <laughs> the Operation Castled. Just to let just to let everybody know, Max turned up the night and put me and Tony to shame. We all, he's got a timeline in front of him with all the all the information of the history and stuff. You're uh, totally not just I know. Shape. I'm just trying. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> trying to wing it. Uh, <laughs> so wing it. Operation Castled. That was December 2008 to January 2009. So at that time, they had the Glasgow Palestinian Human Rights Campaign. Yeah. They were because during that period, a period of a month, there was like 1,500 punters mm-hmm. killed, murdered, you know what I mean? And medical supplies, were in, they were in dire need of it. So there was a lot, a lot of fundraising stuff. a lot of fundraising going on. And I think that was one of the first times the group fundraised for anything outside the I, group. The sales, I mean, I, I'm not 100% on that, yeah. but I'm pretty sure it would have been when you consider it was the first two years. Mm-hmm. So I know... We weren't really asking punters online or anything. I think it was just Omer and we forum and it was just group members and group pals. Yep. And I couldn't even tell you how much we raised, to be honest, mate. But I can remember the donation was given to the Glasgow Palestinian yep. Human Rights Campaign. And I think it was after the, the operation in Gaza mm-hmm. when everybody's I sort of more awareness was yep. really heightened and then people started to kind of take the lead on a lot more stuff. And that's probably maybe better having the wee break and let Mac... Charge on and fire in for So, Mike, just cheers for coming on, mate. Uh, Taking the time out to come and speak with us. Um, Tony's gave us a wee kind of insight there and his sort of experiences of the the early days of the group. Um, The sort of interest in the links to Palestine and and different things like that. But you've obviously been about for a long time as well. Do you maybe give us your wee sort of spiel about your experiences and what you remember for the early group interest and why and different things like that? Aye, so my first kind of group exposure to any sort of links to Palestine was probably January 2009. So as Tony was saying, that was during the Gaza war, which was the tail end of 2008, went into January 2009, uh, Operation Castled they called it. And what I remember from that time was uh, I was actually only 17 at the time, so I actually wasn't in the group. Uh, I joined the following summer, but I was kind of getting to the stage where I was pretty like politicised, and I suppose I was trying to make an impression in the group as well at, the, at that time. And I remember there was like, a small group of Green Brigade going through Edinburgh for the Stop the War uh, march in Edinburgh, and Celtic were actually playing that day, so it was a bit of a kind of internal conflict mm-hmm. with, the, with the group at the time because I remember obviously, that, as an ultras group, people thought, well, 
I would agree now, to be yeah. honest. But obviously, like your main kind of motivation is going to the games and supporting the team. But because of what was happening in Gaza at that time, and because of the sort of political element to the Green Brigade, uh, there's about ten or fifteen people who instead went to Edinburgh to support this demo. Uh, demo. And sort of at my stage of kind of where I was at that time, in terms of trying to get into the group, uh, and sort of my feelings towards Palestine, I wanted to go to the, the march instead of the match. Yep. So that's what I did. I went through to Edinburgh with like fifteen other guys, uh, joined the demonstration. And that's probably my first kind of uh, memories of the, the Green Brigade, uh, actually kind of doing something in support of Palestine. And I, I remember from that uh, demonstration, uh, so we had this small kind of contingent of maybe 15 Green Brigade, and uh, we got to, it was round about Holyrood, I think, and there was like a wee old woman just handing out old shoes and trainers. So I so we, we were in about it, I think this, this is mad, and we were just picking the, the trainers up and, th and throwing them about. And then, similar to that, it was the, the end of the march. Uh, it must have been Marks and Spencer's and on like, one of the kind of busy like shopping streets. So we charged into Marks and Spencer's because we knew it had some form of Israeli kind of back, background to it. Uh, so like daft young boys at the time, I was only 17. So we went in and we charged in, we were, were knocking over clothes rails and planted the Palestine flag in a shoe. And then we stormed out, I think they're gallus as fuck. But uh, I was kind of obviously silly like, looking back and things like that, but uh, funny at the time, I suppose. So, same, moving on for that, same, I think, same year. Same year, different same season. Same year, different I mean. season. We drew Hapwell, Tel Aviv, in the Europa League. Um, I mean, Tony, I don't know about yourself, but my, my memories of that, I know we had the stuff with Hapwell through the Alerta Network that we can mm -hmm. touch on and explain to everybody what that was. Um, but we never done anything in the stadium. I can remember there was a big, big sort of in discussion and amongst the group. I uh, a lot of people in the group would probably sticks maybe say biggest embarrassment. Mm. Maybe say embarrassment or maybe something that rankles yeah. a lot of people. Uh, and I'd probably hold my hands up myself for a bit of that, um, just so kind of people kind of know. Uh, obviously, I was in. I'd been interested in, as I say earlier, on the Palestine situation, the occupation of Palestine for a long time. But uh, as I was getting involved in the ultra scene, I visited Hamburg and different stuff like that. And by that time, at one of the tournaments, I'd go quite friendly with boys with, no friendly, but I'd go on talking terms with boys with Hapwell to other people. Hapwell. So the kind of stuff they were kind of saying to me was basically they were the, the Arabs. Mm -hmm. uh, Israeli football, people called them dirty Arabs, the Zionists were very anti-Hapwell Tel Aviv. Yeah. So I kind of took it as purely black and white, as red. They were the commie team, they were the red team, yeah. and they were the leftist team. Mm -hmm. Now, at that time... As you would, uh, being involved in a sort of network prob like Probably me being pretty politically naive, mate, to be honest. Um, there was people at the time saying leftists in Israel is completely different to what you yeah, think? Yeah, I hear. I mean, but I was being stubborn and saying we're wise at the time. Yeah, and I think we fucking know better. Everybody else, I was kind of pushing. We can't kind of have this display against these people who are actively being yeah. pro-Palestine or pro-Arab in Tel Aviv. Mm -hmm. When I was basically thinking they were in a, a majorly hostile environment, and they were trying, they were like similar to us, obviously. Yeah. You're called the fucking the Fenians, the Paddies, aye, aye. the Papes, 
and I've the way you, I took it for him. They were the exact same over there. They were the dirty Arabs. That's what they says yeah. they were called. So I kind of say that we shouldn't. Be, I'm not saying I made the decision, aye. but I kind of push my point of view that we, we shouldn't be there. Because there was a lot of they were heavily in with USP at St Pauli as well, weren't there? Was that sort of overlinked with a few of your boys as well? Yeah, yeah, I can yeah, remember. Maybe influenced us, influenced us a wee bit as well. Aye. You know what I mean? But I don't know. It's it's like. Knew that we, we, we were a wee bit mad when we were in feet. Yeah, Pe- people have got to remember the time scale. We, we were mm. only a couple of year old as a group. I was. You know what I mean? Uh, again, mentioning the boys for Tal, although they've not always been, no saying they've always been right, and I think they will admit that as well. At that time, they, they kind of says we should I'd be doing something, be doing something yep. against it. And I, I think it was mere arrogances. Mm. And I told my hands up to that the noon and say, yeah, the, the group was completely fucking wrong. I think we actually done something on the night in solidarity with Gate 9. The Ammonia Nicosia. I think they were fighting with Apoelos. Apoel, and I don't know if boys got jailed or leathered or or something like that, but during the game at half time, you had the banner out for the which is embarrassing now, but. And it was in Cypriot. Aye. Which probably none of us knew what the fuck. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) So, but many times if you see it on the wee podcast, it's things like that that kind of shape the group because. Definitely, mate. I think that maybe made us focus a wee bit more yeah. once people were getting a wee bit more educated and people were more involved that knew a bit more well, about we then it. moved on to the, we touch on the, the beer shaver game, you know, a number of years later. Yeah. So uh, what, what about you, Matt? What was your kind of memories of a Halfwell Tel Aviv game 2009? Completely agree with you in terms of it was probably our biggest embarrassment mm. and regret looking back. Uh, like you were saying, I, th- I think we were pretty naive at the time. Uh, perhaps too easily led by the likes of St Pauli and like the Alita Network in general. Yeah. Uh, we were very much in our infancy, infancy back then, uh, 2009, so we, we hadn't really learnt to stand on our own two feet yet and kind of develop our own sort of mm-hmm. style and uh, reputation. So we basically went along with what we thought. I mean, there was, was Palestine flags in the section. Aye. Mm-hmm. Was it, who was the union? Was it, there was a union holding it. I can't even remember what specific union it was. But they were holding out like A4 bits of paper with Palestine flags and different stuff like that. And there was plenty of Palestine flags in the section. Mm -hmm. But I think the the, the argument between the group was they would do a big action. Maybe similar to what we'd done years later. I remember the the narrative within the group at the time was we didn't want to be led by uh, local like political groups, be that trade unions I or like Palestinian I can, I can uh, mean what activists. I, what I always say is, and what I had a major beer my bonnet about was I hated the idea of cunts parachuting in and saying, yeah. we'll tell you what to do. Aye. And that's probably my arrogance thinking, even if this person is right, yeah. I don't want to be told what to say. But it's just detrimental to the group at, at the time, you know what I mean? What, what I would say to that is the biggest irony is it's exactly what happened with people even further afield because the likes of like St Pauli and the Alerta mm, Network because that, that's, that's who yeah. was heavily influencing their like, thoughts and mm-hmm. like, decisions then uh, and yet we were kind of thinking and pushing that uh, narrative of we don't want to be led by these people parachuting mm-hmm. in uh, who perhaps wouldn't be able to park any other uh, yeah. fixture they've just come in because of who the opposition, opposition is, is which is absolutely fine in my book considering who it was but mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I look, looking back, it's it's a regret, but you you, you understand why it happened, uh, and I think we've we've more than made up for it. 
since. I mean, I mean after after it as well, the photos were coming out of Ultra Sapwell flags on IDF tanks and fucking yeah. graffiti on, and he says oh, it was new members and different yep. stuff like that. But as people were starting to look into it a lot more, I was re snapping you, 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 you could probably get people on India a podcast on the letter network which I people might be interested in because we don't want maybe there's a big fallout internally just touching on it briefly there's a big fallout internally in there as well yeah. wasn't after the after the back of that aye we caused fucking world war 3 with them aye. I think uh, but we're no longer a, a member of the letter yep. network mm. I should probably say that and it was caused by our support and sort of activity uh, in relation to Palestine yeah. and that totally clashed with uh, the outlook of the likes of Ultra St. Pauli. I stand of Liège and other more sort of Aye, aye. Interesting. Uh, and so, so after the... So just I think one thing we should also touch on regards the Hapwell Tel Aviv game is there's also a lot of pressure from Celtic fans not yep. to do anything. Mm-hmm. And I would say that actually intensified for the Bersheba game. There was a lot of uh, Celtic fans putting pressure on us not to do anything. Uh, do you remember that? Prior to the Hapwell Tel Aviv game as well, Celtic actually came out with a statement, and it was basically because they were obviously typical Celtic worried about I what happen. was going to happen. And they came out with a statement basically saying Celtic fans shouldn't be doing anything because uh, our supporters have a a history and a link uh, and a, a friendship with Hapwell Tel Aviv. So they and I, I don't know if they actually they had a banner that night. Uh, Hapwell Tel Aviv. Aye. It was an anti-racism banner they displayed. Mm. I can't remember the exact wording of it. Did Celtic not actually fucking use a letter network? Aye, Celtic aye. Celtic, uh, Green Brigade, party, the letter network, the same network as Hapwell Tel Aviv is, basically saying they're best buddies and... I just shine this uh, don't case do it, don't do it. But it shows you how they could spin things. Aye. Well, they're good at that. <laughs> so if I had Hapwell Tel Aviv, uh, Mac, moving on for there, what your kind of other experiences? Um, so I think in terms of the group, the real turning point for us in terms of really developing relationships in Palestine, and like in terms of like the wider group becoming more interested in Palestine, was probably down to maybe one or two guys joining the group. Involved, aye. So we had a couple of guys come in, and they had existing links yep. uh, to Palestine. One of them had lived and worked there uh, for a period. Uh, there was another couple who went back and forward uh, doing volunteering. Uh, so because of their strong links, it rubbed off on the rest of us. And those of us who always kind of had that loose interest or knowledge, it just... Be Pick up either. Yeah, it, it, it just kind of naturally grew like off your friend who you'd, you'd be talking to yep. about it. Uh, I think uh, one of them actually did a blog for us whilst over there. Mm. So again, through that, you were just becoming... Different guests and stuff that were coming over and actually spending time, you know, people from there coming over, spending time at the games and with us. Aye, so so from there, we, we became more... Uh, I'm not trying to say there. Uh, we started doing more kind of banner actions. Yep. So if, if, if something was to happen over there, uh, we'd, we'd be doing like a, a small uh, message banner in support, just showing solidarity. I think it was good for a lot of boys in the group that had a, an interest and a kind of basic knowledge on it. You had somebody to lean on. Aye, so you, so you could say to them, right, so what's, what's the crack with this? Yep. And, and it wasn't somebody that was talking to you in kind of middle class jargon. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, like, 
they kind of maybe some of the propaganda we do some of the different papers and that, and that they, it was it was first hand so that I can kind of simplified and no I mean the boys were saying oh, this is a crack here this yep. is a crack here this is what's what's actually happening on the ground no I mean can hang actually there so mm-hmm. it was good for us to that extent that we had somebody who can say right so I read about that what's the crack with this yeah and boys in the group could actually tell you what the script was not I mean which led to the group doing their activities in terms of speaking about like this the small banners and stuff one thing you always realize like being in the green brigade is you, you have so many ideas and suggestions to do a banner for this and a banner for that and so many times people say it's like it's tokenistic and it's yep. a waste of time but i think the palestine ones prove that totally wrong like totally blows out the water because we'd be doing these small actions and we'd be getting feedback that'd be huge from over, people there, over there so obviously we had that sort of aligned through one or two members yeah and uh, like so com- communication would come through them and they'd be saying how like local kids or like different organizations were blown away with just a simple wee, like message banner mm. so it, it really kind of made it more uh, powerful a wee bit, and, and worthwhile uh, and then everything just kind of started to kind of develop from there so my moving on for there we're in the stadium you mentioned or oh, you touched on briefly about different banners and stuff like that have we done you want to kind of come in with that i so i think probably like one of the main ones uh, that we did before getting to sort of the major ones that people will remember it was a, f- it was a few year, f- few years later in 2012 uh, and that was a small banners uh, to raise awareness for a hunger strike which was going on in palestine at the time yep uh, so I think that was probably the first time you would have seen our section in Celtic Park totally covered in Palestine flags. Mm-hmm. So if you think back and remember our old block at the back of yep. 111, like the wee middle block, and it would have just been totally covered in Palestine flags. So that was part of raising awareness for the hunger strikers in Palestine at the time. And there was also a paper mill, like a, a small message banner done that game. But kind of funnily enough and another sort of wee embarrassing note for us was that it wasn't done in our area because the sort of internal politics of the Green Brigade and how we decide on things at times we sort of agreed that we would do it but we wouldn't do it in our area and it wouldn't be in our font because there was too many people not totally not not that they didn't agree with the sentiment but they just didn't think it was necessary Mm -hmm. Uh, so because of that it got done just to the side of us which Again, it's a lot of shite. It would have been, been different nowadays. Aye, aye, yeah. but I mean, 2012, it's yeah. a, a bit, yeah. It's still the, a learning curve as well. Aye, as I mean, well, the, the, the groups always, always went through these sort of wee, like, cycles and learning curves of uh, perhaps making poor decisions or mad, spelling. Aye, <laughs> mad decisions. Constantly. Well, you think about it, it makes absolutely no sense. Like, we'll do this banner, but we'll just put it, like, the next block along, yeah. even though our section's covered in Palestine flags. Aye. But anyway, the, that was a, a message that said... Dignity is more precious than food. Aye, that's it. Dignity is more precious than food. And importantly, one of the hunger strikers at that time was a footballer called Mahmoud Sarsak. Yep. So he was a Palestinian footballer who was uh, detained by uh, Israel. So he was in prison for God knows how long, uh, without charge, as happens over there. And he went on hunger strike. Uh, whilst he was in jail and that actually brought us brings us through to June of the next year when he actually then goes on a cultural tour 
of the UK and I think other countries as well. And we were involved with that tour. Uh, we we played a football match. It was United Glasgow yep. against the Green Brigade, mm -hmm. and Mahmoud Sarsak played a half each. Had the boots on, if I remember right. Like. I, I was the same. Did we get fucked? Probably. Was, yeah. <laughs> I was kicking them all over the, the park. Who's this cunt fucking <laughs> showing off? She was saying earlier on, Mac, about the how different it was with the Palestine stuff because we were getting actual feedback for some of the, the banners that we'd done, mm -hmm. how it made a difference to people. I can always remember uh, the prisoners actually put out a statement after the Palestine flags and yeah. the dignities more precious than food. Yeah. And it was kind of one of the Green Brigade. There's, there's been quite a few moments in the group that it's been pretty surreal. I just like, wow. Uh, like <laughs> that's another <laughs> podcast, mate. But... Um, <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, um, like, we'll get I, to that one. I can, I can mind being in Belfast and stuff and like Bit McFarlane playing terrorist or a dreamer and dedicating to the group and you're going, fuck us, Bit McFarlane. There's been that many Aye. moments outside of the football it's been kind of surreal. But reading a statement for like, the Palestinian political prisoners actually thanking mm. us and saying that the, the solidarity that we showed was like a massive boost for them mm -hmm. and it gave them another reason to continue to fight and you're going fucking I bunch of paper, dough I balls fake I know. And, mm -hmm. and we've got these people who we're looking to like yeah. absolutely icon, icons and heroes mm -hmm. and they're saying you are gain us strength and people might say what's the point of a paper and different stuff like that but that's one of the things that's always stuck with me when people say about just doing a wee thing for this you don't kind of realise how much strength it can give people yeah. it, might, it might be nothing to us and it might be nothing to people running about the stadium going fuck that it's then doing a stupid paper again, again. Mm -hmm. but to the people like the Lee Griffiths man and different stuff yeah. like that and it's, 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 it's a really small thing but it can make a major major uh, difference to people even, even on that note uh, the one that springs to my mind is uh, quite kind of remarkable if you, when you think about it but the it was a, a small group of like Palestinian refugees in the West Bank who did a banner for the Green Brigade eh, during the FAC campaign so they had this small like, two-part banner so it was like two big bits of like paper or cardboard put together and across it, it says solidarity Green Brigade being Irish is not a crime FAC which we'll tweet out and show everybody as we've now been doing <laughs> but uh, when you think about it like we obviously think we're going through a bit of a hard time here in Scotland because yep. we're getting like chapped up in jail for singing certain songs, mm -hmm. whereas I these guys are getting people. shot at, like they're living under occupation, uh, they've got like pretty much no hope in life, like sadly, and yet they're making that effort to show us a bit of support. Mm -hmm. So, aye, it was kind of powerful stuff. So the they're talking about the Sarsat game. Mm -hmm. Um, how how did that go after that? What was the the crack with that? Because I didn't get to go to that myself. Did you was I do after it or was it just? No, it was uh, beforehand. There was like a kind of small like video and presentation. Uh, I think it was at Peter Peter's Hill. Peter's Hill. We played yeah. the game, so it was just within that wee centre. So it was nothing kind of massive on the day. Like the day was more about the football match. Mm. Uh, because we actually went to Stone Roses after it, like a big squad is, so it was actually a decent day out. But he was in Scotland and like touring the UK and the island, I think, like for maybe a month or so. So there was various events that he was involved in, but our kind of main involvement at that point was like through the football match. Right, so, and if 
What year was that again? So that was 2013. So it was about a year later that they kind of got their first fine after you for regarding Palestine flags, wasn't it? Aye, so 2014 brings us to the next uh, Gaza war, or Gaza massacre. I uh, can't remember the name of that. Protective Edge, it was called. And so we were drawing Reykjavik in the Champions League qualifier. And we were playing at Murrayfield at the Aye. time. So that's another kind of iconic image of us. Uh, obviously in a, a different stadium, different section. And again, there's lots of Palestine flags out. And the reason for that was because of the, the kind of current, at that time, uh, war going on in Gaza. So again, that was just us showing our solidarity and support for Palestinians. And we've obviously shown the, the flag, which brought us our first uh, UEFA fine for flying the Palestine flag, which kind of then brings us on to the bigger UEFA fine, which was to come, mm-hmm. and how we kind of blow that out the water, I suppose. I think it, it's un- obviously unfortunate getting you know, fines and different things like that to the club, but... That, you know, that Reykjavik game and obviously leading into the Beersheva game, we done exactly what we say out today and sort of raising awareness for what was going on. You know, Aye, it was front page of every paper, it was all over the news. I mean, um, I'll, I'll no lie, I'll, I'll always say that uh, taking a UEFA final will be worth it under certain circumstances. Yep. Uh, there's plenty of things that we've done that I've got absolutely no regrets over, do it again, regardless of the fine. Uh, sometimes there's a bigger, fit, uh, bigger picture. Aye, definitely. Aye, so a lot of people might forget also, but uh, St Johnston were actually fined. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are fans, so they were playing in Europa League qualifier, I think. Was it no Valour or something they were playing? I couldn't even tell I don't you. Know. I, 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 I don't know who, who they were playing, but uh, it was quite like funny because obviously we were like used to getting fined. It, it was It's nothing new, I was getting fined. Yeah. Uh, but here you had St Johnston being fined. And it was for the exact same reason. It was so. it was for waving the Palestine flag. Mm-hmm. So I, I suppose that just brought it even more exposure. Yeah. Right. So can I before the we go and talk about the match defining the Hapoel Beersheva game? There's kind of one other big um, thing that we done done a project that we done as a group, and that was the Bethlehem to Belfast mm-hmm. thing, which probably didn't get as at the time we got decent publicity, but cool. new people talking about it is kind of forgot about and kind of yeah. put into the background can you give us a wee bit people are listening a wee bit of context for that right. and what was no, that it's, it's funny you say that because i don't remember it at the time being that kind of big in uh, in your face compared to other like projects that we've been involved yeah. in maybe that's just kind of a sign of the times in terms of maybe social media wasn't as like, big and bold mm-hmm. eh, in 2015 i don't know or maybe we just weren't pushing it as, as much maybe we were just kind of content raising our funds and doing our thing and yeah. then making it happen. But it, essentially the, the whole idea behind that was uh, taking a group of uh, Palestinian uh, refugees from Ida camp in Bethlehem to play in Belfast for the Anti-Racism World Cup. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know if it's still running, but I think it might be. But uh, there's this annual uh, football tournament held in Belfast and they, they call it the Anti-Racism World Cup. Uh, it's essentially just like a football tournament of all co- like like-minded people coming together under the banner of anti-racism. Uh, I think I went myself in two thousand and ten. I didn't make it that uh, year. Uh, so I we we raised funds. Uh, we did like a GoFundMe page. We had uh, raised t-shirts. Aye, we, we had t-shirts. T-shirts. So it was a black t-shirt yep. with the Green Brigade skull wearing the uh, kefir, mm. like the 
scarf kind of mask in the face and then it had the kind of Arabic style writing saying Bethlehem to Belfast mm. uh, which is funny because when I was over in the Middle East and I was wearing that t-shirt and people were looking at it as if what the fuck is that meant to say aye, because I've, I've got pel- pelters off both for they're looking at it thinking it's in Arabic yeah. and then they realise it's in English so I don't know if it was a little bit disrespectful in the end I, I don't think it, well when I was talking to one of the boys for Palestine and he was just like oh, what the fuck is that <laughs> and he says no disrespectful but he just thought it was just completely stupid <laughs> but I, I suppose again that's just another example of us thinking we're being clever aye, and aye. fancy and maybe just kind of playing it simple with even far more effective <laughs> I thought it looked good mate to be honest but through that t-shirt eh, obviously raised a lot of money yep. and we, we managed to raise enough money to bring that group of eh, like Palestinian youths over to Belfast although the, like, there was it almost get cancelled then because I think it was only the night before that they get granted their visas, right. uh, which just kind of shows you the like the, the constraints on them, mm-hmm. like all the different kind of like uh, like polls and stuff like that. They'll get pulled, and uh, luckily they made it then. But I mean, it was a really kind of important thing because for many of them, it would have been the first time they've ever left uh, the West Bank in Palestine. Uh, so was that the was that the first time the group had been involved with the Ada camp? When you put come out because obviously the Ada camp was where a few of the boys had been to previous uh, kind of thing, but I mean as in a group kind of thing. I, th- I think that would have been our first like joint project. Yeah. Uh, but as you were saying, like there was that kind of existing uh, like kind of lines of communication in relationship was there, but it was the first time we, we came together to work on an actual project. So kind of raising money for the Ada camp kind of leads us right on to Hapwell Beersheva. Yep. The kind of big one which then led us on to the Ada Celtic kind of stuff mm-hmm. that we can talk to. But obviously, it seems it's maybe going to be a wee bit of a longer podcast, but we, you couldn't just go straight into the Ada Celtic without kind of gaining a decent background on it. So if we'll, if you want to mean talk about the Hapwell Beersheva game, and then we can get right on to the Celtic stuff. Perfect. Aye. So Beersheva would have been 2016. 16. We drew Hapwell, obviously, yeah. you know, last year, Tony, when we drew Tel Aviv, and you were talking earlier on about no doing stuff, and it kind of sticking in your teeth. That had been, what, six, seven years? Had passed six, seven years? Mm, aye. For then, what was the kind of thinking? Um, or your kind of thoughts well, then, you know, being kind of maybe opposed to doing anything at that time and then drawing? Well, I, th- I think a, a lot of the boys that felt sick, sickened, so a pure strong word, that felt kind of gutted yep. about no doing anything previously, thought, right, this is our chance to kind of get back in it. But mm-hmm. you maybe even correct us if I'm talking push, Matt, but it, was, uh, it wasn't unanimous. I'm sure there Absolutely was. Not. I'm sure there was a, quite a bit of debate actually regarding doing it, and I think w- probably doing it the same thing we did that banner to the side. Some people were saying like it's a big, massive qualifying game. We should be maybe more concentrating on Celtic and different stuff like that, and um, just solely concentrating yeah. on that. But f- for the rest of us that were kind of still scunnered with previously, mm-hmm. we thought no, this is what we've we've really got to kind of go for it. And I don't think we actually got our Palestinian flags. Was it not the night before or a couple of days prior? It was, it nearly didn't know, it nearly didn't happen anyway, did it? Uh, I, th- I think the, the minute we obviously got drawn with uh, another Israeli team, I think some of us were licking our lips, to be honest. 
because we seen it as if we had a chance to right or wrong. Yeah. Uh, so last time we played Harpool Tel Aviv, we, I would say we shot the bed. Mm. We, we didn't do anything, really. Uh, so this was really our time to kind of step up and do the right thing. Be- bearing in mind also that like our relationships and links in Palestine had grown since then. Aye. So it would have been a total slap in the face to them yep. if we were to face a Israeli club in a European competition. I mean, shouldn't even be involved for a start. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then not do anything. So, I mean, I felt as if we had that responsibility. We, we had to stand up and make some form of uh, stance at that game. But as Tony was saying, it, it was by no means unanimous. But that's just the way the Green Brigade. It's not because we've got like members who sympathise with Israel or they're not political. It's just we're a pretty broad church. We've got people who focus on different aspects of uh, the group, I suppose. There's people who are more focused on just giving Celtic 100% positive support. There's people who are more kind of politically uh, inclined who will maybe think that sometimes it's worth getting ourselves into a little bit of bother if it's to make a, a valid political point. And then there's people who just don't like drama, I suppose. Yeah, I, think, I think that's a good point to make for punters listening in that they think that once the group does a decision, it's like a hundred bodies of all agreed on yep. this thing. I mean, the group's done plenty of stuff that I've been going, Definitely. that's a crock of shite. But you, we go away because it's for group mm-hmm. and, and that's it. It's probably anybody, if you're in a, a supporters club, you're not going to like everybody in the supporters club. Yep. No, I don't like everybody in the group. They don't like me. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm, sure I'm sure they don't all like me. No, but what, what I'm nah, saying no, is no. people <laughs> say, oh, I hang me that guy for the Green Brigade, he's a bit of a dick. So everybody in the group's a dick. And you're yep. like, no, no, he's just a dick. You <laughs> <laughs> know what I mean? But, but it's no, the way no. the group is. No, everybody went for that decision. Mm-hmm. So, but it was a testament to us that we kind of go to the I think another thing we need to remember at that point also, sort of in the defence of the more conservative members perhaps, is that that was our first season with safe standing. Yep. Which uh, was a massive deal. And there'd been a lot of sort of, you know, previous years, the fines and the sanctions of UEFA mm-hmm. in particular had been building up and obviously drawing the Israeli team and, you know, Celtic, we're obviously expecting there's going to be something to happen. Everybody knew there was then going to be sanctions, there was going to be, you know, front page news over all the media. But as you touched on earlier, Martin, about sort of having some things being a bit more important mm-hmm. and, you know, been a bigger type of fight. Um, but I'll let you, I'll let you come in. Aye, well, even like, like I was saying there with the safe standing, uh, I remember Celtic were on it as for, like, basically since the draw. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you going to be doing anything? What are you going to be doing? This is our first season with safe standing. Yep. It's only a trial. We're still getting that part of, by the way. <laughs> uh, I actually remember that I was in with the club a couple of, uh, the night the night before the game, and it was a game we usually kind of meet with you know different bodies. John Paul, the uh, supporters liaison officer, going over you know anything if we're doing normally when we're doing a display on the big you know European nights. We need to arrange for setups and different things like that, and we were in, and uh, the Bear, the the, the uh. Bersheba team were actually actually came in um, when we were speaking with a couple. Of, That's right because on the it's, it's funny. It's one of the things you actually forget because similar to see when we did our poppy banners, yep. people forget that 
before that match, we did the show the SFA, the red card mm. TIFO. So we had the the referee, and he was wearing half the referee strip, half yeah. a ranger strip. Corruption, and then, corruption lives on. Right. Sort of, was it was wrote down at the side there? Uh, it was like corruption or whatever. Yeah. And we had uh, like thousands of red, like A4 bits of paper in. So everybody was holding up the red card. And I remember I got that into the stadium by telling the police that I was a, an art student. I, sw- I swear to God, he wasn't letting in the red card and I says that I'm an art student and this is part of a project. And he, he says to me, if he seen them getting handed out, I was getting to jail. Uh, but obviously that never happened. Uh, and another kind of funny wee story from that banner, if you look very closely, you'll see hundreds of wee red uh, paw prints on it. Because when we were painting it, uh, one of the boys had a dug in the hall with us. And it was just running about crazy all over the banner. So it but anyway, I so... <laughs> Like that game, the Bersheva game, that's when we did a pretty good TIFO, to be honest. It was mm-hmm. a big Brendan Rodgers one. Yep. I mean, he's a fucking rat now, but uh, we liked him at the time. With the poker chips. Aye, Aye. so it was, it was all about, it was uh, let's go all in. Yep. So we had Rodgers kind of with his hands on the poker table mm-hmm. with the chips, and then they had the card saying let's go, let's go all in. That was the one that Rodgers says to his after it, that uh, he'd spent days kind of hitting a the words to get the players all up for it and he gave them their pre-match speech job. and he says that when they walked out and he saw what we'd done he says I didn't, he says, I didn't even need to do it and no. he says the fact that he get prick bullshit he does big time did they not we should have known right and there and he was a fucking shyster anyway so we've done the Rogers Tifo and then what was the crack after that for people listening? Aye, so in, in terms of the kind of reaction that we did, I think it maybe happened maybe a few minutes into the game. It, it wasn't right at the start. I don't think it was a set time. I just think it was once things settled down. Aye, but even even then, going back to like how the group decided it at the time, there wasn't really any plan. Mm-hmm. We, we sort of knew that we were going to throw our section with Palestine flags but nobody knew how many mm-hmm. so I remember some people thinking it could maybe just be a handful but then I remember speaking to one of the boys who was sourcing them and I was like just get as many as possible yeah. just fucking flood the place uh, and we also painted the the big Palestine the uh, telescopic flag and then we did the one with our skull wearing the, like the traditional headdress yeah. uh, and also remember during the game we kept that flying and Celtic were on to us during the game telling us to take it down and I can't remember if we did or not to be honest they tell them to fuck off uh, <laughs> I, 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 I hope, hope we told them to fuck off <laughs> uh, so we've, we've done that and we've came out the ground we've got the win everybody's buzzing next day we'll head, headline news again and um, see even going back there but like one thing that sticks in my mind is there was so many Celtic fans telling us not to do anything because it was all over the media at the time. Uh, it was like warnings for the police and the clubs saying that uh, it could potentially be like criminal behaviour. Uh, the club will get fined. And so many Celtic fans were buying it. I mean, we all know that that happens a lot of the time. But there was a lot of pressure on us not to do anything. So, I mean, obviously it was pretty good that we... There was, a hell, there was a hell of a lot of, you know, Palestine flags throughout the ground as well, weren't there? On the other hand, I can remember seeing... You know, woods, even though it was mostly contained within our block, but there was a hell of a lot, you know, over tears at Selic and main stand, even, uh, if I mind right. Uh, but I know you're right, Martin, there was, there was a hell of a lot of... I can, I can 
because I can mind after the, the game when we were sitting in the, the ball feet, the graft, and there was um, the papers were there, and you were having a swatch at it, and that was a lot of the stuff that was in the papers about the coppers were going to actually look at CCTV footage, and there was talking and lifting, and I'd, at the start, sir, we're bealing or not. Mm-hmm. I think sir, I we will, were, were getting talked. I think that should. I think that's worth mentioning as well. If it was the immediate aftermath of that uh, match, we get a message through from Lowell. Mm-hmm. Not not directly, but I mean, it came through somebody. But uh, basically, Lowell's words were, "You're finished." Yeah. Yeah. But we've obviously known Lowell through this sort of stuff for a long time now, and we know he's a bit reactionary mm-hmm. at the best of times. So. We just we just took it on the chin. We, we didn't really think much of it. I don't think. It was a was a. Can you mind if the plans were already in place for the match? Of fine. No, for, it, for reason. It, defi- or, it, de- wasn't it? it definitely wasn't. So basically, what happened was after the the match, it just went it went mad. Aye. It was viral. Just these images of the the flags in the in the stadium just went everywhere. That was incredible, wasn't it? And you know, there was media just. And- so so much kind of like uh, positive comments flooding from like, all over the world, and then it must have been like, the next day or two you started getting the flip side of it. Here comes the UEFA fine, yeah. uh, like you were saying, Tony, talk about police probes, etc. And it was actually somebody on the huddle board who suggested, why not do this fundraiser to like match the fine? Mm-hmm. And I, I don't, I can't remember. I don't know if the idea at the time was to pay the fine. Uh, or give it to the, cl- the club or whatever, but, it, but essentially we took that and thinking that we had the sort of reputation in the platform uh, to facilitate it. So we took it and we turned it into Match of Fine for Palestine and it, it just absolutely exploded. I went mad. Do you think that was mad. one of the biggest things the group's done publicity-wise? <sighs> I think wise? it's up there, mate, I definitely. I think it's, uh, I think how, you know, as Martin said, been able to take it not only been such a great hanging, you know, raising all that money for such a much needed kind of cause, but the way to do that and to turn, you know, the kind of bad press here that we were always going to get, you know, that we get after probably anything that we do, mm-hmm. uh, and turn it into something good like that, which was getting so much support for everywhere, you know, celebrities. It was mental to people who singing, Absolutely we grown up with Floyd and all that, you know, Roger Waters saying different stuff yep. and famous for, and funny enough, players people for the SNP yep. who at the time were trying to jail us for being political were turning around yep. and fucking tweeting stuff about it as well. Mm-hmm. They're but I, 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 I think the, the biggest impact at the time was just people on the ground in Palestine. Like so we were we were getting the pictures back and it was uh, so we've launched a campaign but it's showing you like pictures of uh, like kids in like schools, like UN run schools in like Gaza, and they've all got the wee placards saying like hashtag match the fine for Palestine. There was a uh, the one that's the a football match taking place in Gaza, and they've got the the big banner in front of the two teams as as they're lined up. Yep. And it says thank you Scotland, thank mm. you Celtic, mm. something like that. There's there's a bit like the they? They, they projected the crest <coughs> in a place Aye. in Ramallah as well. Yeah, uh, they did. I can always remember one. Just kind of no break your heart kind of thing, but there were no young Wayne's. They were turning up with a kind of piggy bank collection of the money they saved, and they were they were putting the money uh, as well. Kind of thing. I remember that. I know. I know. Did you see? It was just how wide reaching it was. As we touched on the earlier about the the statement for the prisoners, it was just one of the other kind of wow type Mm -hmm. humbling type moments. And and that's that's even before any of this massive 
sums of money have been raised. Aye. This is just like, kind of purely off the back of seeing the pictures. Yeah. And uh, like, like, like I kind of touched upon earlier, I've been to the Middle East and see the places I've been to. And uh, if I'm speaking to like, Palestinian refugees, like they know Celtic through that. Yeah. Like without a shadow of a doubt, <coughs> they might not they might not know anything else about Celtic, but they know that like we stand with Palestine, yep. and they could show you pictures of like what we did, yep. and it, it means absolute world to I them. I think I think just as we were talking there about Celtic, you know, originally kind of, uh, you know what they what they said in the aftermath of us doing that, but I think they must have been kind of took aback for that and obviously getting a, a hell of a lot of support I'm, and a lot of... I'm sure at the time that their social media channels grew drastically. Aye, and there was nothing really they could do because of, you aye. know, obviously the UEFA stuff and the media back here, the way they were kind of portraying it, um, and they never touched it the way that they probably should mm-hmm. have done. I, I don't think we get any word back from them at all yeah, in the end. Just left when aye, it was just we, we had that initial kind of knee-jerk reaction. And after that, there was nothing at all mm-hmm. because <laughs> they know we, we were untouchable yeah. uh, in that sort of sense. Like mm-hmm. then, they weren't going to then ban us for raising one hundred and seventy-six. I was just going to note that the total there, was one hundred. There was actually a lot, of, a lot of kind of rumours going about as well that the Celtics in touch with a lot of clubs in Dubai and different yep. networks in Dubai. Apparently, a lot of them were all very pro mm-hmm. us after it as well, and obviously Celtic were. The money kind of thing, maybe the, the money, I don't know, but apparently that was how far it kind of reached with him as well. Yep. They actually getting an official mm-hmm. touch with the club and thing, mate. So, when you think he what, what did we get fined for Reykjavik? Again, so like, I actually think it was more than what we got yeah. fined for because we started that. I, I think it was about 15,000 euros for Reykjavik. I, I might be wrong, but mm-hmm. then Bersheva was maybe only about eight. And what did we end up raising? 176,000 in Ida refugee camp in Bethlehem. And that kind of leads us quite nicely onto the Ida Celtic game, yep. you know? So I think around this, we've kind of went on a wee bit longer than we kind of expected, uh, and we're going to end up cutting this into two episodes. So we'll, we'll finish this here, where we've kind of covered, um, we've covered the group's sort of history and, you know, links to... Palestine and, and you know gave everybody a wee bit of, a, a better sort of insight um, sorry into, into that and we'll, we'll come back with episode 2 of this and um, we'll speak to Mac on his, his own kind of personal experiences he, he'd been over in Palestine um, and moving into the kind of Ida Celtic stuff uh, so if he's just stay tuned for that guys just a big thanks again to everybody for listening um, and we'll hopefully not be too long before we've got the second part out. One of Scotland's biggest football clubs is under fire after its fans waved Palestinian flags during a match against an Israeli side. This land of the club in trouble as Europe's governing body for the sport UEFA doesn't allow political statements at matches and it's called that flag an illicit banner.
crowds gathered at Celtic Park in the Scottish city of Glasgow on Monday, but not for a football match. Supporters were handing over a cheque for £176,000 to two Palestinian charities. But the story of the fundraiser goes back to last August when Celtic fans made headlines during a match against an Israeli team. They flooded the stadium with a sea of Palestinian flags. Well, following the display, the Union of uh, European Football Associations, better known as UEFA perhaps, which opposes any political messages at sporting events, fined the club more than £8,000. But even that did not deter the Celtic fans. A supporters group called the Green Brigade launched the Match the Fine for Palestine appeal, and they did that and more. The money raised exceeded all hopes, with the funds going to the Laji Cultural Centre in the Ada refugee camp and also to Medical Aid for Palestinians, that group. Now, representatives of those charities spoke to RT about what the initiative means to them and for Palestine. The impact for that money, it's mean a lot for us as a Palestinian because this is coming from the heart of the people. Uh, it's coming from over than uh, 16,000 people and th that's people who know that money is going to a refugee camp and to uh, keep the people uh, struggling under the occupation. Uh, these people, they, they know the reality in Palestine and they are against the occupation. I think the more important message is to the world at large, uh, which is that when uh, um, there is oppression and you keep quiet, you take the side of the oppressor. And what the Celtic fans were saying was that we're not prepared to sit quietly and watch an Israeli team.